like always, welcome. Uh, if it's hard to hear us this week, you know, the, we didn't get much time for our set. We're live at we, Coachella. Yeah, we had to fill in. We're at Coachella. Yep. Frank Ocean couldn't make it. He sprained his ankle. They called us up frantically. They said, we're sending a private jet. Yep. And we said... Well, I don't who Mr. Coachella. I don't know who runs this. Yeah, yeah, Frank Coachella. Frank Coachella will do it for you. Yeah, for double what Frank Ocean got. That's right. So there you have it. We're at Coachella right now. It, Paris Hilton might pop in every once in a while. All those wonderful influencers. Yeah. you know they're they're lined up behind the stage. Like if I look over Murray's shoulder. There, Paris Hilton's right there behind him. Who's behind my back? Is it Will Smith still? No, he's still in hiding from slapping Chris Rock. Oh, okay, okay. He still hasn't atoned for his sins. That's right. But, uh, yeah, Griff, this is the final week of Sex Thriller Month. It's been a success, I would say. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of angry people from last week. We're going we're gonna to have to talk about that in a minute here. But so far, I, I think a big success. People, Definitely a big success. People on our Twitter have been loving it. They've right. Been loving the, the, the gifts we've come up with. I just love seeing all the directors throughout these weeks, how they go into these underground, dirty, porn, underground, you know, trade shows and everything. We've seen so many unique scenes we this have, month. We have gotten to the underbelly. Yeah. And we've exposed it. Right. And isn't they, don't they say sunlight is the best disinfectant or something like that? That's exactly what they say. I will say I'm... I, uh, our buddy Matt Sosi, the only decent person in Indiana, let me know, and I, I, I forgot. I, if I had remembered, I would have done the movie Hardcore instead of Eight Millimeter because it came out around the same time of all the other movies we've done because it, it's similar to Eight Mile. Okay. In that it's a, it's like a father whose daughter like disappears and she winds up in hardcore porn like against oh. your will, and he like finds out. He tries to like he goes undercover as a porn producer to like find her. Okay. We might do that because like you said. Sex thriller month was a success. We'll start integrating every once in a while some sex thrillers in for you, right, people? Because here's the thing, I've we can't do it another month because I've been getting th- reports of spontaneous squirting, oh, yeah. immaculate ejaculate. People are just blowing their wad. By the way, if you're listening to this, please don't do it in public because I mean it's 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 been a slip and fall attorney's wet dream. All this <laughs> jizz and. <laughs> squirt that's been going everywhere but we care about the people that look for some reason don't listen to us we're like they shouldn't be correct you shouldn't be jizzed on by you right we actually had unique helmets made we said franco coachella give everybody in the audience there's how many hundred thousand people out here we handed out uh like rain ponchos to everybody they all have rain ponchos they all have helmets and elbow pads and knee pads just in case we are number one for safety. Yes, we're we, all about it's safety. like a Gallagher show right now. It does, but look actually, like a Gallagher funny. Show. And yeah, <laughs> we have like a big, like clear screen. We're like in bulletproof glass encased in that right now. It's just us. We we ship the table that we we pour on. We don't do a show without this table, <laughs> right? Well, the Feng Shui would be off. <laughs> we wouldn't know what to do. We so- brought Millie and your cat, <laughs> and they're crawling you, all over you us. You got your. <laughs> I got my my little uh, cooler, <laughs> and I keep my my soda water in. We gotta have that shit. We that was on our rider for fuck's sake. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we started with just the first week. 
getting your pants down, and now we're ready to blow our load with right. Dress we, to Kill this we week. We start with Palma, De Palma. They all form the Omega of Sex Thriller Month, Brian De Palma. Right. The beginning and the end. And again, this isn't just us saying it's Erotic Thriller Month. Yeah. Criterion Collection themselves, the epitome of movie snobbery, which right. I don't agree with. But there it is on their website right now, Body Double, Dress to Kill. Yeah, I know my sex thrillers. People. 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 Now, we've been doing some, of course, last week, we were doing research on a very, you know, controversial movie mm-hmm. to some yeah. because it includes the gay underworld. And it's from the a perspective. A certain segment of the gay community that I guess would be easily to de- 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 demonize. Yes. Yeah, exactly. What we don't understand is the most threatening thing in our life. Right. And so, of course. Yeah, we, I want. I just want to shoot it. Exactly. I don't get it. Why would they like that kind of thing? They don't deserve to be human beings. They don't deserve to exist. They don't deserve to exist. And so some of the people, when they saw that, actually went to our Twitter to tell us how wrong we are. Well, we did. I unexpected it. I mean, first of all, we have some of the most diverse open people on our... But everybody's got some rotten eggs in their thing. And it it didn't get hostile. I mean, I got a couple... I'm going to pass on this episode. And I go... Your loss. Your loss. Yeah. Your loss yeah. As well as I'm Because it was a great fucking episode. It was a great episode. And, uh, yeah, I mean, but the one thing, this, I think it might have been, what, did that character have a name from Cruising? Was he this light up belt guy? Yeah, no. Uh, Gordon Lightpiss. Gordon Lightpiss. I made the mistake, and I, I'm going to apologize to this person. Oh. That I, I referred to a bandana as a hanky. Why? Because it's a funnier word. It's a funny sounding word. I don't. Even, We're a comedy podcast. I, even though we teach, we educate, we, right. you know, it's we're still at our heart, merry pranksters. I just think you 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 are just being very generous here to even apologize because you're using yeah. the language of the movie. You're right. You're doing service to the movie by using the language of the movie, yes. and yet here you are, the bigger man. I use the word hanky. How dare I? And this guy came hard at me. Yeah. What kind of fucking... Oh, he didn't say fucking. What kind of <laughs> old school grandpa word is hanky? They're called bandanas. Oh, bandanas. And if we're being really by the book, yes, technically the movie, they are bandanas. Because I think of a handkerchief. Hanky, that's what hanky is short for, if you didn't know that. Is what you put in your coat pocket, your suit yeah. pocket. And a bandana is more you wear it on your head for like a right. headband. Right. So yeah, you're right. I guess technically, but people ease up. I didn't know cruising was going to cause such a controversy. Right, man. And what? now we got we're talking about another. This, if anything, this movie's more topical now than it I, was 43 years ago when it came out. I was going to say this. This might be. I'm surprised we're getting as much reaction as we are on Twitter because this seems like one of those things people would put their head in the sand for. Not like, our our. Listeners are they're 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 they want to learn. They want to experience the world. Right. They don't want to just be in a box. Right. Uh, of course, we're drinking our Bud Lights while we do this. Of because, course, we are. Hey, everyone's welcome to. By enjoy the way, Coachella the- sponsored by Bud Light. Yes, that's right. Rainbow Bud Light. We do have a giant banner Bud Light right across our bulletproof glass in case. I usually have a cocktail to start the show, but they made me drink they, a Bud Light. Yeah. They they came up with a new cocktail based around Bud Light for you. Cranberry juice with Bud Light in it. 
Yeah, it's classy. It is classy. I gotta say, it goes down smooth. I'm just shotgunning mine. By You're the just shotgunning. Yeah. yeah, you're stone colding them. You're breaking them on your head. <laughs> you're just spraying yourself <laughs> right. with beer because I don't drink. You don't but drink. I, I just, I just do the. Stone it makes gold sense thing. that everyone's got the fucking tarp over them too because you're spraying beer everywhere. Fluid. It's a very fluid situation we're in. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a fluid episode. It's a gender fluid it's episode. It's a gender fluid episode. And, uh, you know, while I was watching this with a couple extra friends this weekend, I put it on and I was like, this is kind of a, this might be a little problematic for some people. Really, I like what De Palma did with it. I felt like he took the series, you know, the topic well. By the way, the call, a callback from last week, Brian De Palma originally was going to do Cruising. He had wrote a screenplay. It was, I guess it was based on a newspaper article. Okay. Because there were, like I said last week, there were these killings of gay people going on at the time. Yeah. And then there was something, I don't know, like rights or whatever. And he said, he said he did. He wrote and directed Dress to Kill. Yeah. And so um, this is up there because we ended up looking up, somebody looked up, what were the most problematic trans movies that exist? Are there a lot? There is like a, there's like a dozen that pop up. And one of I mean, them, what, what, I'm, what is, well, I kind of know the difference, but like, a transvestite is not a transgender, right? I think my that's opinion, right. my knowledge of it is a transvestite is just a straight is it cis, the word man. Like he is, he, he identifies as a man, but he likes to wear women's clothes. I think so. Because that's like Ed Wood was a transvestite. Okay. Because he even had a mustache and he'd wear women's clothes. Like it was just about wearing, he just liked the feel of the clothes. Right. But, uh, and then a transgender, obviously, is someone who's a different. Gender and, and their body. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're the opposite gender. What they, they were born right. with. Yeah. See, even for people who are you know open minded about this type of thing, we're not obviously well trained on it at all. Yeah. We're not educated. That well I never that thing. I understand. I can grasp uh, transgender. It makes sense to me. Yeah, transvestite's weird to me. I don't get that because clothing is a very social construct. That's mm-hmm. not you know we just decided one day women wear dresses, men wear pants. Yeah. So it's we I mean if you want to do it I don't give a shit, but it just it's kind of odd to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know. To each their own. They yeah. definitely deserve to do whatever the fuck they want. It doesn't affect me, I don't care. The, for the people It's not like calling a fucking bandana hanky. Right. It's definitely not calling yeah. a bandana bandana hanky. So De Palma actually does in this movie because this isn't even like a crazy trans person goes out and kills. It's psycho. Yeah, well, yeah, he, like we said on Body Double, he worships Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. This is psycho. So we did Body Double, which is obviously a knock on. Uh, Vertigo and Rear Window. Yes. And now we're doing uh, uh, Dress the Kill, which is obviously a take on Psycho. Yeah. Same idea. Like, you, obviously, it's an interesting journey to get you there and everything, but it's not. E- yeah. And then he even has, like, the two characters at the end of the movie. They do a disclaimer. A very awkward disclaimer. It's a very weird scene. He tries to, you know, give it a little levity with and, the but, old I, lady. I, mean, I understand because you got to remember, this this was a very new topic for yes. like, in 1980s. Right. So a lot of people probably had no idea. They probably needed that explanation. They had no idea, like, what what he did what, what. I mean, we're assuming you've everyone's seen this movie, that if you're listening, because, you know, what. Well, we don't want to. We might give we, stuff away. We don't I feel wanna... like we had to leave with this too. Yeah, just so people don't think we fall on the wrong side of these tracks. Right. Yeah. We, so this, the killer in this story is more of a split personality that happens to also be transgender. Yeah. 
and the, it's the split personality which is causing the violence. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah the like the whole trans thing barely comes into it. It's but I don't know. I, don't I guess know. there it was there the uh, if you, on IMDb there was this, he did want to do a scene where the killer is trying to do like a homemade sex change. Okay, it was going to start out that way. Yeah, and then for whatever reason he cut it out. Maybe like I'm sure the studio was like, no, you're not doing that. Right, but but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I'm not transgender, so I don't know how offensive this movie is or isn't. But I didn't find it offensive. Yeah, I think they went out of their way to like go look. Like you're not a killer if you're if you're not like gonna kill people if you're transgender. They like they even have an interview like one of the ori- yeah. like with first... one of the first people to ever. This is a very new thing, I mean, right? And especially at the time, it was. I don't I don't know exactly when the first. He might have been the 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 real life person, the first person to get a sex change. Okay. I don't know that. I can't say that for sure. But yeah, it probably happened. I want to say the '60s, maybe, maybe the early '70s, the first right. sex change. So this, especially in 1980, that was a very new concept. Yeah, you know, and it, it definitely isn't an approach of ew. This person's all like they have characters handle it well. Everyone's respectful to it and everything. But well, Marino's not. <laughs> well, Marino, he, even though he's not even that bad, but he just yeah, he throws out a little. Marino's the biggest prick of the whole. Yeah. Like I loved his character. Yeah, Dennis be- Franz is fucking great. I love Dennis. Yeah. Franz. Because he's the worst cop ever. He is our prototypical Golden Globus Theater cop. He's a total piece of shit. He's like the cops. He should have been in cruising. Because he's like the cops. We just want to pin it on somebody. Yes. I don't care who. He belongs in cruising. Our cops in cruising all fucking suck. I was they- waiting for him to do the ball test. Right. <laughs> they put your balls in the fucking sink. And if they sink, you sink. <laughs> But all of our cops in the last two weeks now, when we had the gay movie and now we're having the trans movie, they fucking suck. Yeah. They're just like, let's pin this on anybody. I don't give a shit. Close this, the case. Yeah. This chick's a prostitute. She did it. If you are in a, a vulnerable community, if you do a line of work that the police or the public don't exactly see eye to eye with, you're guilty. Yeah. It's bullshit. And Marino sucks, and I loved watching his scenes because he fucking sucks. And he doesn't cut corners. He's like up front in everyone's face all the time. I loved it. He's the worst. <laughs> It'd be a shame if uh, no one went there to get to get the appointment book. Oh, you're telling me I need to do it. Well, I'm telling you, I'm gonna book you tomorrow if you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Such a piece. Of- Pretty fun movie. I liked it. Hour 40, not bad. Yeah. Hey, obviously, a lot of places where we could trim some scenes down. Yeah. Art exhibit scene, first of all. <laughs> yeah. That's that was a, a nine-minute scene. Yes, it is. It's long, and it had your favorite music of the movie, right? <laughs> the one thing, the most offensive thing about this movie was its overly melodramatic music. It was awful. Again, I think he's trying to do his Hitchcock thing. So yeah. he's got the string section yeah. going out of control here. They're up, they're down, they're all over the place. We're following, doing like a whole little chase, love scene and all that. Got to find, you know, got to find your... No, yeah, it was awful. Adultery bits. I don't know. No, watch, weird. it'll turn out somebody who won like five Academy Awards did the score for this. When something. I looked it up, I was surprised to see that there was some... I didn't look into it because I... IMD fucking... IMDB sucks these days. I hate Well, you can IMDb. never trust it. It's like Wikipedia, isn't it? Anybody can put up facts, right? Uh, I think it's a little harder to phone those facts in 
because the award... I mean, I've seen some bullshit on I mean, the awards, yeah. Yeah, for the awards is what I meant. Okay. Obviously, the facts and trivia, yeah. I mean, it's mostly just us writing our own <laughs> beliefs onto it. So, right. But our beliefs are fact. I mean, you don't get called up by Frank Coachella if you don't have some of the greatest <laughs> facts of all time. That's right. That's how we made it here. Hey, keep it down out there. You're welcome, by the way, Coachella people. That's Stop right. looking at your phone. <laughs> We're doing a show here. Our faces are not supposed to be on the internet. Yeah, exactly. No, we. Everybody can't security confiscate every phone. We do not want this filmed. I like to thank uh, the. Cop- Our voices have turned on and up. I just said spontaneous squirting's been going on all over America. Immaculate ejaculate everywhere. I know fluids. And that's just on our voice. You got to be careful with your phone out near all those fluids. Don't blame us. It's ain't our fault. Yeah, don't blame. I, don't, us. I, I mean, I I guess technically we made you come, but still not our fault. Yeah. Don't blame the victim. Don't blame the victim. So we got people supposedly putting their phones away. I don't know what to do. They're confiscating here. the phones right now. They're confiscating them. We did even hire, you, Paris. Even you. We did hire the cops from cruising to go forcibly yeah. take phones away. Exactly. That we is, got we got black guys in jock straps and cowboy hats <laughs> confiscating and every, cowboy hats. Of course. And if you refuse to light them, you're racist. Well, you get slapped. You'll get slapped too. That motherfucker slapped hard. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's good. It's like a taser. You have to get slapped by him <laughs> once before he he'll go. He's, he is called people. the human taser. That's his nickname. <laughs> human taser. Because you lose all feeling in your body for about a minute. You do go numb. Yeah. That it's very visceral. It hurts. All right, should we just get into this this movie, Griff? Uh, I mean, it seems like a good time to get into it. I feel like we got all of our bases covered. We're bookending Brian De Palma. Yeah. Um, this is our third Brian De Palma. Because we did, by the way, if you're new to this, you, you just you just came for the sexiness. We did Phantom of the Paradise a couple years ago. Shit, that was De Palma too. Yeah, that's why he used Winslow. That's it. right. Winslow yeah. does play the voice of a character in this movie. Yeah. So, all right, everybody, we're all get ready for the trailer. We're all dressed to kill. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been so rude. Thank you for picking up. Mm. of the macabre, who shocked audiences everywhere with Sisters, Carrie, Obsession, and The Fury, now invites you to a showing of the latest fashion in murder. <coughs> dressed to Kill, Michael Caine, Angie Dickinson, Nancy Allen, Dressed to Kill, Murder, Made to Order, 
We are opening up, and Brian De Palma loves him a shower scene. It's psycho, like we said. It's psycho. He lo- what? How did our fuck? Well, no, that started in a coffin, but it moved to the shower pretty quickly, and then it ended in the shower, too. Yeah, and yeah, because for body, the movie Body Double. Double was inspired by this scene because he would he was talking with the woman who was Angie Dickinson's Body Double. So, and they did him. They, I don't know how they did it because you see Angie Dickinson, right? And you, see, it's a, it's a mirror. I mean, it's got a little fog because it's a hot shower, but you see her body, and I'm like, how? I mean, they showed us at the end of Body Double how they do it. I guess, right? But I didn't know it was that seamless because it looks. Amazing. Yeah, I don't it was know how perfect. They did. Unless the unless the body double looked exactly like Angie Dickinson, I don't know how they pulled it off. It's incredible. Like everybody who I was watching it with was like, was that woman like twenty a scene ago? And like the swap in and out was yeah. right. Well obviously if you're gonna get a body double, you want someone who has a better body than you. Right. You know, Angie well, Angie Dixon was known for her body. That was like I don't even know I know Angie Dickinson, but I don't know why I know her. Like she was a show called Police Woman in the seventies. Okay. And she, Angie Dixon's one of those chicks, and I say this as a compliment. She's a broad, and by what that I mean, she can hang with the boys because she used to hang with the Rat Pack, you know, mm. Sinatra and Dean Martin. So you know, she can, you know, she's like, there's a lot of women who think they can hang with the boys, and like, no, it's it gets it's too vulgar. But she's like, I bet she's like, yo, shut up, you know. And she just she gives it back. She gives it what she gets, right? So yeah, so she's taking a shower. Um, you know, we this is the twentieth century. It was a tit era, so the tits are nice, but a little flat for me. But still a good body. We get some nice close ups. We get we get some fucking pubes. We did get some pubes. We got So all these people are complaining because I mean I'll admit there wasn't a lot of fucking in the movies we've done. It was very sex theater of the mind sex. This is a show of the mind, so of course our sexual thrillers. Because we're intellectuals. Big time. That's why Criterion you know, asked us like get our advice for what they should use. Right. Oh, actually, one second. Can you move our certificate? Yeah, our certs are not under the light. We have our doctorates, of course, our honorary doctorates. We just need to get those front and center for everybody yeah. to see. Call me Doctor Murray. Doctor Murray. So yeah, she's taking a shower and she's watching her husband uh, shave, and he's old school. He's doing the fucking straight razor. The Palma's obsessed with straight razors. Well, it's a it's a scary instrument. I mean, it I is. would I I don't know if I would. Would you let somebody shave you with a straight razor like at a barbershop? I've had a straight razor done in the back the of my neck. neck. Yeah, I've had the neck, and it's not always gone well because I do have a mole somewhere back there, and somebody <laughs> did cut it, and I started bleeding profusely because <laughs> so, yeah, it was a mole. It's, it's fucking rough, right? Yeah. So the guy's got this guy's got balls. He's like shaving. I just I can see right here. It's, Cut myself in my chin like really bad for some reason. I was using a fucking shit. I just thought you were eating pineapple. <laughs> yes, <that's laughs> but yeah, she's watching. Um, she's trying. They can tell this is like they've been married a while. The romance is fizzled. Right there, they've settled in, and she's wanting to reignite that feeling she had for him. So oh, she's, really? That's how you got this scene? Yes, she's watching because she's watching him. I think she's trying to get horny for him. I thought I, I mean he was pretty, for an older dude, he was in good shape. He was yeah. shirtless. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't it wasn't like a schlub. He wasn't fucking Marino. Definitely not Marino. I saw this completely differently. Okay. I thought she was embracing this moment. She's in the shower naked with her husband, and he's kind of looking over at her, and she's, you know, nude in a fucking see-through shower. The fog is billowing in here. She's probably thinking this man's gonna come in at any minute and fucking tap I would me. agree with you until we get the fucking assault, sexual assault, the rape fantasy. 
where she just like, you know, that's like. Go on. I've like I've said this before. There's women have this right. It's, and it's like I want to emphasize the word fantasy, people. For someone jumps on me, I'm not saying women want to be raped, but it's the whole idea like they they want to be, they want a guy who's so into them that he just want to take them and ravish them. Yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. what I'm talking about. And I think that that's that's what I mean. I'm sure there's some women who probably do like want to be roughed up, but for the most part, I think the rape fantasy is that right. Like I just can't control myself. You're so beautiful. I have to have you now. Yeah, kind of thing. And it's always and it's always like a good looking stud, dude. It's not like some gross like what real rapists are. You yeah, know, it's a fantasy. It's probably someone they know. It's probably like a significant other, and it's like break into my house. Somebody you want to? You have a. But you, you have can't. my key. Yeah. Just break in one day. Right. But I've read like the stories of people, and they're like, "Do not do this. It never goes well because yeah. you're not of sound mind when you're sleeping or something, or you know." And somebody just in your house, unsuspecting. Well, especially you, now in America, people are shooting everybody now. Yeah, for just driving in a driveway. Oh my god! Like, ball rolling across your lawn. Yeah, shoot a six-year-old. Cause just, the ball ran across your lawn. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So she, this man, this assault. He's in the shower. Yeah. Because I think I think you're right. I think she was like getting ready to get out and fuck her husband or something. Uh, yeah, I thought she was gonna like press her tits on the glass or something. Right. Like, come get a fucking hold of these. And you know, then we see like because you know we don't know what's happening. And then it's like, oh, it was just like a fantasy. Okay. Right. All right. And then does it does this go right to the bedroom? We're just overhead of the bedroom. We've got morning radio playing while this man is just fucking. He's pounding her. He's pounding her, and you've got her face. You're just looking down on her face because he's on top of her, so you're seeing the back yeah, of his it's head. Like, it's a situation where he woke up with morning wood. And he's like, I gotta get rid of this boner. I'm just gonna fuck her, and she's just like, get it over with, you know. Like, there's there's no romance anymore. I, De Palma, and I'm sorry, what's the actress's name? Angie Dickinson. Angie Dickinson does a great job of phoning in the. I mean, obviously, she didn't want this. This is the real. Uh, assault well, she happening. probably wants sex, but she wants good sex. I mean, she talked about it later. Yeah. And she was not into this at all. It didn't sound like she wanted it to happen, but she allowed it to happen. Let's get it over with. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so she. Her face says it all. She's just like, uh, uh, and we're literally hearing the fucking awful jokes of morning radio people. It's terrible. This is, again, this is not a month for the speed yeah, scale. Yeah, that wouldn't get you in the mood listening to morning jock rock. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's not going to do it at all. Listening to Skip Bayless talk about oh, LeBron Jesus. James. Oh. You don't want to hear that. Fucking Christ! So right, he get he's like and finishes, and then she just he just rolls off. Yep, and she's like, "All right, time to get ready." Like, so the whole shower scene was it like a dream or fantasy, right? Because you don't like take a shower and then fuck. Yeah, but no. we we explained you got to get that that stank off your junk. That's we right. Bring that in our body double episode. You can't start your day with like all those fluids. Pussy stank on, you. on you? I mean, obviously yeah. she was. Probably not that into it. So. No, she was dry. She's yeah, dry so there was probably nothing yeah. happening there, but yeah. yeah. So she's getting ready. She passes by her son, Peter, who is a, a very inventive, smart, intelligent boy. He's working on a computer, a home computer. Yeah. So the entire room is the computer because right. this is 1980. Right. He's working on a machine that can count to 20. Yes. And he's like, Mom, I'm almost at it. 
And she's like, that's so great, Peter, but we got to go to the museum. Remember that field trip? Mom, I can't. I have, I'm almost at a breakthrough. I'm going to hit 20. <laughs> it's going to go up to 20. And she's like, well, you know, I guess, you know, you your invention, your, your Peter you're working on. I was like, working on my Peter? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's what people. You, know, you got to call it something. You're inventing something right. now. Right. Remember the Napoleon, the, the 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 dessert. Fucking Napoleon Bonaparte invented that. He did really? not, but oh. you know she doesn't know that. She, you know, but and so he's like, well, I guess you know I will stay home and play with my Peter. That's right. See, that's so, a little joke, people, because Peter's a euphemism for penis. I, I don't know if people will know that. We might get called for an outdated reference again. That's a very... I went the last time you someone called their, their Peter. Ah, uh, man. When they were porking somebody, that's one. Because nobody <laughs> says porking somebody is that either. What, is that a joke you heard on the AM radio they were fucking yes. to? Yes. <laughs> hey, everybody, call in if you've got pork to And she's like, well, I'm still going to go to this museum because I want to see the art. Right. You work on your Peter. I'm out. Well, she's got to go to the therapist first. That's true. I, so I don't even. I didn't even think Peter was invited to this thing, but yeah, he was because that's yeah. why. Because that's why he's like. That's the whole thing. He's like, I got to stay here and work on my Peter. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> she goes over to visit her therapist, aka Michael Kane. Michael Kane. Doctor Robert Elliot. Doctor Robert Elliot. And they're talking about her, her awful woman. First, they're talking about her mother, because, you know, all women have problems with their mother. All men have problems with their fathers. Correct. And then she goes, he's like, well, how's, how's your sex life guy? And she's like, horrible. Mike? He porked me this morning. <laughs> it was awful with his Peter. With Awful. His- Mike porked me in bed with his Peter to AM radio again. Oh, the shock jocks. Yep, that's right. The morning zoo what, bunch. What, what did Skip Bayless have to say about the game last night? <laughs> Dallas Cowboys? Dallas Cowboys? Dak? Troy, that... Troy Aikman. It, wait, I don't even know who the quarterback <laughs> in the like, 80s. You know, it would be Tony Dorsett or some way <laughs> the fuck. Man. But, uh, yeah, so he's she's just like, yeah, it was awful. I... I just want to tell him he's fucking stinks in bed. Well, why don't you? Well, I just feel kind of bad because I, he's my man. I don't. Can I do that? How do I do that? And then she just like this. He gets this a couple times in the movie. Would you like to make love to me? Right. Because she's feeling worthless about, it. you know, she's right. like, I just get pumped and dumped by this right. man. He right. ju- I, Takes I'm, me for granted. I'm sleeping. And next thing you know, he's fucking got his dick in me. <laughs> like, this isn't good Weezing for me. Wheezing on top of me. Right. And he's like, of course I'd like to fuck you. But I, I'm a professional and I'm married. I got the ring. Proof. So and then she's like, well, okay, well, same time next week. You got it. So she heads off to the museum and she's sitting there. She's just looking, taking in the arts, yeah, this, miles and miles and miles of art. This is this is what you do when you're alone at you know a public uh, affair like this, right? And she's got her little day planner. She's like, got to get the fucking chili for Peter. Yeah, it looked like she was planning Thanksgiving dinner because well, there was turkey on there. Oh yeah, gravy, chili for Peter. <laughs> right, because he's a child. He's <laughs> he like, is a child. He just wants his chili. <laughs> he wants his chef Boyardee and chili, Hormel chili. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's just like looking up at this uh, painting of a woman, just kind of looking back at her, and you know she doesn't. Horrible music playing throughout this. Oh my god! Again, I I think I said it uh, on the opening half, but it's just 
this is him doing his Hitchcock string section. Yeah. Uh, it, the Palma's loving this scene. Right. And so she's looking around. She's going on the painting of the woman. She's going over the painting of the gorilla. And then she looks over, and there's a young couple. And what does she want? She wants to be wanted by her man. Right. She wants to be groped in public by her man. <laughs> exactly. She's dying for this. And here's this young couple, and the guy just keeps grabbing his grabbing girl's ass. One of the workers for the art exhibit is walking by, notices, makes eye con- contact with the guy, and like gives him a nod, like, yeah, man, you fucking get that ass. She looks over to an Asian couple, and their child runs away, and she and giggles. And the child grabs the woman's ass. It was everyone's grabbing that chick's knew? ass. Uh, art is the ultimate aphrodisiac. It really is. I mean, we know this. Yeah. I mean, I artists. Take every first date to the art exhibit. Right. Well, apparently, so does this swinging dick that she sees across the room too. Yeah, that's right. He's a, I'm a middle-aged guy, sophisticated gentleman. He's got the turtleneck with the blazer, which tells you sophistication. He even had the patches on his elbows. Not to mention the blue blocks. Of course. <laughs> right. You know a man is ready to fuck a stranger when he's out right. with the blue blocks and the fucking jacket and the turtleneck. And he just <gasps> sits right down next to her. Right. And he just... Doesn't talk, doesn't say anything to her. Doesn't no. even say hello. Or may I may I sit next to you? He's got a little note notepad and everything, too. And he's also... Because ju- it, it looks like she's writing something down about the art. You don't know she's actually writing out a grocery list. Right. Uh, I mean, she put exclamation points, too. She was excited. Get the turkey. Get that's the how, turkey. That's how awful her life has gotten. Yeah. She's gonna fist a turkey. She's gonna, which they oh. did in cruising, but. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he's just he's playing it cool. This is he, he's like the fucking French bowling guy that wanted to fuck Marge. Yes, he's that guy. Yeah, good call. Uh, and so she's playing along. She's liking this game. We get. Well, a he's sh- a handsome guy, so yeah, she's like right. you know hey. he can afford blue blockers. He's right. at he's a single man at the art know, museum. Yeah. On an afternoon, a Thursday afternoon. Now, what do you what do you what do you think? What's your interpretation of this scene? So she's wearing she's a classy lady too. She's got her isotoner gloves. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if they still make isotoners, but at the time, isotoners were hot. I don't know why. And she's wearing a pair of isotoners. Yeah, I yeah. recognize them. And, and I don't know why she's wearing winter gloves. And like you know, it's not like like some women will wear like those light gloves, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like a Southern Belle or some shit. No, yeah. he's like winter gloves inside the museum. It all plays out for you know, obviously. Yeah. You see so she coming takes up. it off, and you see she's got a wedding ring on. Yeah. So what is your interpretation? Is she saying I'm married, stay away, or I'm married, come to me? I have no clue. I'm very cl- like. Obviously, she's bad at the, the adultery game. Well, yeah, she's been out of the game for a while. Right. So, because she takes off, we get the zoom in on the ring, and she's like fiddling her finger, like kind of just trying to show it off. Like, look at that fucking rock. And so he just abruptly gets up and takes off. Right. And it's like, oh, he looked down and saw she was married and realizes, you know, he probably doesn't have a shot or he doesn't want to pursue. Or does he? That's his move. This guy, he. He lives at the museum. This is his place to get fucked. He finds yeah. the cougars and the milfs. He's probably fucked so many single, you know, wives who are just out or not single wives, but unhappy, unhappily yeah. married wives, you know, that just fucking right. hang out at the art museum. It's a cool place. So he's like, now's my time to lure her in. So he just takes off. But before we even go that far, oh yeah, he takes off. Uh, Cuz they cut back over to Kate 
And she's like, oh, he took off. You know, she seems bothered by it. And then she looks down and sees her wedding ring and is like, oh, my. Did I fuck up by showing him my wedding ring? Wasn't that the face she gave? Or I think you're, yeah, I agree with you. I think she's like, oh, yeah, I think, because well, that's the problem. Like you can, like I said, you could read it two ways. You yeah. can read it like, I'm married, stay away, or I'm married, come fuck me. Right. And he read, he read it the right way. But he's he's playing his game, right? So he takes off. Clearly, he saw that. You know, he's with, playing hard to get. With hindsight on our on, on our side here, yeah. is that clearly he saw that? I was like, fine. If that's how you get to play this, you got to chase me now. Right. I think. Yeah. We're right. Yeah. And so she drops her isotoner, and she goes looking for him because this is like there's tons of rooms, and it's not it's not like it's a big open room. There's all these rooms in this yeah. museum. You've been to an art museum. You know uh, how they look. We fucked so many women in art museums. That's the only one. It's the best place to get laid. I got my own designated. Because you know why? Because people work there. Like fuck yeah, like I that know. guy earlier. They're I, encouraging you. Please I, fuck. I Just don't get any jizz on the the art. Right. I donated to the DIA enough money that I actually have a reserved closet there now. And so when, you know, I'm out, you just, hey, check this out. Oh, this is a really exclusive art piece in here. And then you unzip your pants and you get your penis out, not your pork your or Peter. your slab or your, your Peter. Peter. And then when it's out, you turn the light on and they see it and you're like, is this a good exhibit? That was a joke from the AM radio. This is yeah. not a grip joke. Yeah. So we get a very long extended cat and mouse scene, hard to get. Nine minutes long. Nine minutes. I timed it. And eventually, Did you time it or Peter time it? Did my Peter time it? Peter. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That was a good yeah, joke, yeah, too. Got to, oh, yeah, it'll be a good joke in 15 minutes when we get to that. <laughs> Kate's like, fuck it. He's gone. I'm just going to leave. She walks out. She well, real. Well, there was a moment. That somebody grabbed her from behind in the. He art walks museum. by, yeah, because the guy, the stud, walks by her, yeah, like he's not interested, yeah, and so she's very confused, and then he's sending a mixed message. The isotone glove, isotoner, grabs her shoulder, and she turns around, and she seems bothered, and then he disappears, and then she's like, "Well, this clearly isn't working out." So she heads outside. So as she walks out, she realizes, I only have one isotoner. Fuck this. And she just throws the other one off. Yeah. And then there's a little c- cab on the, s- the side of the road. We slowly start panning up <laughs> on the panel, or, you know, the door of it from the street. See that, uh, that other isotoner? He's like taunting her with it. That's right. He's just shaking it. it. Yeah. It's very much of the uh, warriors come out and play bottle clinging. <laughs> yes. Just shaking the glove like, you know you want to get in here. And she does. Oh, my And she God. makes a beeline for that cab. Meanwhile, as she's going there, we see her ice as she drops. A mysterious hand grabs it yes. and then walks off. Dun, dun, dun. So as she's getting closer to the cab, she's getting ready to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And the, and the guy immediately. just lunges for her, grabs her by the back of the head, and pulls her in and just sticks his tongue right down her throat. Lays her down in this filthy cab. She's trying to resist it, but she's like, I'm fucking into this. She's finally what? Yeah, she is going apeshit over this. She's looking up at the cabbie who's adjusting his mirror. (laughs) Yeah. 
Cabby later will hear has blow by blow details. Right, you hear the loud sound effect of his fly getting unzipped. He's, he's into it. <laughs> he turns on. This the, is called a two and a half sum because there's three people, but he's really not participating. <laughs> oh, it, what do the kids call it? Cucking now? But he's not involved at all, so it can't be cucking. He's no. just he's just watching. Right. Uh, he's just bird watching. Um, and, but I did notice this detail, Brian De Palma. I loved it. He turns on the same jock, shock jock radio. Really? I think that would then, kill her mood. And then he switched oh. the station, and it's the string section from the art music. <laughs> I was amazed by that detail. Brian De Palma, and we're in the palm of your hand, sir. <laughs> yes. That's how he got his name. <laughs> and so, like you, yes. What's the Warren's the guy's name? We don't even get the name till We're later. We're so flustered by this right. scene. Yeah. Apparently, Murray wants to be dragged into a taxi by a woman and just yes. slowly get his shirt taken off and dick whipped out. Yeah, but he goes right in for the tit. So a tit pops out. He's got his face all over. Great it. body double work. Right, great body double work. And then we're getting the close up of the feet. And of course, you know we've got. Quentin Tarantino howling like a wolf, but we continue up. You know, we we just look at the foot for a second, and we're going up the leg, and there's Warren's hand, right. and it's also working its way up the thigh. Right, he gets right under, and he grabs those bloomers she's wearing, just yoinks them right out. He's like a magician. Yeah, come off, and then much, they gr- much like our Coachella audience. Apparently, we we learned Griff and I misinterpreted this scene. We thought he's going for the finger bang, the yeah. finger pork. Yes, because he puts his hands up there, and then we just cut away. Right, it was kind of weird. Yeah, because then they, we pull up to his apartment building. What? We're, yeah, we're assuming. And well, we know because they. Yeah, uh, that's right. Okay, we yeah. do know that. I thought it was a hotel. That's the that was the only thing I was confused about. No, because he had his shit there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. You're right. It's weird. Cruising be, had because that another character we'll get to later is meeting a John there, or they're right. getting. Well, maybe that guy lived there. I don't know. I yeah. I don't know. But uh, so they they we see the outside of the building daylight, and then it goes to night. So they've been fucking all afternoon long. Okay, this is confusing because I swear we she wakes up and in the foreground. We see a clock, a digital clock. Yeah. And it reads like 7:30. I didn't I saw 30. I didn't see what hour yeah. it was. And then yeah. when I saw a later scene, it said 1:30. Here's my problem. We're clearly on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. She's gonna call her husband Mike here. Cause she wakes up, she starts dressing herself, she walks out to like He's fucking oh, yeah. dead to the world. Yeah, he's, no, exactly. He's drained dry. I wouldn't know. I've never picked up a woman in an art museum and fucked her that day. So I wouldn't know how this works because that happened clearly at like 12 in the afternoon. Yeah. He fucked her in the cab once. Fucked her at home twice probably. Oh, we know he fucked her. We know he did something to her. We know he did something to her. She was enjoying it though. Yeah. She would say she got fucked. Uh, Or no, she wouldn't. She got loved. Made love to. Made love to. Um... But no, she's getting up. She's getting all ready and everything. And I swear I see 7.30 on the clock. She walks out because she's like, I got to leave a note. And then she's got the phone there. Right. And she's like, I got to I gotta call my house. Yeah, because it's late. Like, Mike's waiting for his turkey dinner. Right. He, she hasn't been home all day. So she's like, my house is probably in chaos over my presence not being there. Right. That's what she's thinking. And that kind of turns her on, too. It's like, yes. That's what she wants. Right. She which, wants. Which you should want. You yeah. should like you should people you should watch like where are you you right. know 
completely taken for granted. No one's right. worried about her or anything. We do learn that Peter does love his mom, but right. yeah, but he's consumed with his Peter. Right, exactly. He's playing with his he's Peter. Playing with his Peter. God, De Palma got us good here. <laughs> And so she's sitting down with that phone, and she's like, shit. She looks behind her, realizes this man, three times in one day, at their age, they're like late 40s, early 50s, right? Yeah, I, I can't do three times anymore. Exactly. Good stuff. And so Two, yes, again. clearly this guy is done. He's going to be he's up dead at- dead to the world. Yeah. He's going to be up at 6 a.m. And uh, what would that be? Uh, 11 hours for the Denny's, you know, 6 a.m. special. <laughs> Got to get that coffee. Got to get that coffee. Uh, and so she's like, I can, I can make a call to my husband. I could yeah. call and talk, have a whole conversation. I could go do whatever I want. I could grift through anything here. Right. He's not waking up until six a.m. Right. So she calls up. And by here, the way, also great body double work because she gets out. I'm thinking that's Angie Dickinson getting out of the, out of the bed naked. Yeah, and she's putting her clothes on. Very good work with shadows. Yeah, like the light play. Yeah, like Pump I was it. like that. I was like, how do they do that? Because it looks like fucking Angie Dickinson. Very good work. Yeah. Very good work. I got to tell one story before we, because we, we don't see Angie Dixon for much, Angie Dixon much longer in this movie. Yeah, okay. She was, uh, NBC got a hold of her and said, we want, we got Brian De Palma. We want to do an interview with you two talking about this movie because she loved this movie. This is like oh. one of her favorite movies she was ever oh, cool. in. Oh, cool. And she's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then she shows up and they faked her out. It was for the show, This Is Your Life. Oh. And she was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this and walked out. You're like probably the only person to ever walk out. Because that was the whole premise. Like, this is your life. You would, like, under. Uh, like, supposed to be a spies yeah, party yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, They're supposed to be like, like oh, all that's your cool. family and friends are there. Yeah. And, like, thing. and she was like, no, fuck this. And just walked out. Good for and her. I guess Bob Hope was there. And for years later, he's like, I missed out on this fucking dinner to do your stupid fucking This Is Your Life show. And you didn't even show up. That's amazing. But anyway, so yeah. So. Calls up. Yeah, calls her. Uncle Mike. And Mike's like, is that the pizza, man? Like, he doesn't even fucking know. Like, right. And she's expecting, like, he would be like, like, uh, Kate, is that you? Where where have you been? You know, like. Exactly. And, so she doesn't even say anything. Right. And what do you hear over that phone? Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Yeah. And what time would football be playing? Not at 1 in the morning. It would be closer to 7.30 p.m. Monday night football. Monday night football. So there we go. It's only like seven o'clock. That's uh, all it is. Yeah. So she just hangs up. She's like, "Oh my god, he can't even do that right." And then she heard the Griff gets the best of her. Yeah, that's she, right. She just well, she's looking for some stationery to make like this. No, it's an altruistic measure. You know, that's how I, you do it, Griff. I'm worse. That's how you do it. I you want pretend it. like you need something. Yeah. Yes, that's actually it. I'm always <laughs> like, "Oh, where's a pen? Let me look through this. Let me look through that." She first writes a note. Thank you for the amazing afternoon. Maybe we can do this again sometime. And then she's like, no. Her guilt, she started feeling guilty. So she just balled that up and then just wrote, thank you for the afternoon and left it like that. Like, oh, that's how yeah, she left? Okay. It's a one night stand. Like, she's like, you know, we're not yeah. going to do this again. Okay. And then, like you said, she's looking for a pen. So right. she's griffing through his drawer. Yeah. Sees she, who he is. Yeah, she's actually finished writing, going to replace everything. And then she looks through and sees all the fuck. He, she finds like ID for him, Warren Lockhead or Lockman. Yeah. And then as she keeps looking through, he apparently he's proud of this because he <laughs> didn't throw it in a fire immediately. It's a fucking notice from his doctor. <laughs> well, he's not, he's not proud of. It. He's hiding it inside a drawer. 
Uh, I think you should hide it a little bit better than your stationary well, desk. Well, if you're living by yourself, why? What are you hiding it for? You still fucking... You drown that in water. You flush it on the toilet. You know? Anyway, she looks at it, and it's like... It's from her STD test. And he, he got the jackpot. Because not <laughs> only did he get gonorrhea, he got a little bit of the syphilis. <laughs> and she's obviously grossed out by that. She's like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Like, how am I going to explain this to Mike? Right. And so she's grossed out because, you know, but it's not that. I mean, it was a fucking death sentence a couple fucking like hundred years earlier. But we have penicillin now. So you're going to be all right, Kate. You're going to be all right. But she's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And she gets up and realizes she doesn't even have underwear on. And then we have, like, Brian De Palma did this thing a few times in this movie where you get, like, a foggy split screen. So That's you... a very Hitchcock thing, yeah. The oh, split screen, yeah. okay. And so you get a flashback to <laughs> yeah, Warren <laughs> going under her dress <laughs> and just pulling ridiculous. him out. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It like, yeah, we can't even remember, you know, from, yeah. like, five minutes earlier. Right. Don't you think the cops could have got a print off that? <laughs> got something. DNA. <laughs> well, it was 1980, I guess it wouldn't. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So... <laughs> She's just like, fuck it. I just got to get out of here. I got to get the fuck out of here. Runs to the elevator. And then, once again, she has another flashback. She's like, my wedding ring. So, and she, yeah, she's she hit like, the elevator. She really got comfortable for an afternoon because she took her fucking bracelets off. Yeah. She took her ring off. I think she took her ring off because in her mind, it's like, I'm not cheating if I'm not wearing my ring. I think that's because it makes no sense to take your ring off. Hey, you see that in fucking TV production, movies, all that kind of bullshit. It's like, if I just take my ring off, like, the whole, oh, well, I guess that's for another idea. But, anyways, uh, so yeah, I As think that was her excuse. As she gets into the elevator, we look at the door for the stairwell and we see a mysterious woman looking through the window. Spooky. And we're like, who the fuck is that? So we're riding the elevator down. Riding it down. And then stops, and a, a woman and her young daughter get out. Yeah. She's already, re Kate's already realized, like, oh shit, I forgot my ring. And she's trying to hit seven, but it's already going down. Right. And because there's other people waiting to get picked up. So now she's going down. She's got to go all the way down to the main lobby. And Little this girl. Fucking children of a corn child. She's like, she goes, <laughs> She smells that pussy stank because she didn't shower. Even the child can smell it. It's a powerful, it's a potent uh, odor. <laughs> and so the girl's just like, you got points, you know. She doesn't say that. She's saying it with her eyes. Well, she did the coin, coin, coin. <laughs> and, and like uh, Kate, like, oh, my God, even the child knows I'm a whore. <laughs> we stop and they get off. She's like getting that tiss, tiss. Yep. He walks off. And then she goes. Children are the worst. Yes, children are the worst. They they can smell your vulnerabilities and just yeah. fucking exploit or your it. pussy stank. Well, that's a that's her vulnerability <laughs> in this yeah. situation. You are vulnerable when you stank of pussy. I mean, there's some situation. I'm sure you'd be like, I got fucked tonight. I got pork tonight, real fucking god. <laughs> and you would be like, I don't give a shit. Who knows? I got porked. But this obviously was guilt. So she heads back up to the seventh floor to get that ring. She's got to get that ring. She loves her man, Mike. That's right. Doors open, and that mysterious woman's there. Very tall woman. That's right. And she's got the shades on. She's got the leather. Fuck, it's very giallo. She's got the leather trench. Good call. And Straight. With razor. the black leather gloves. Oh. Giallo. Oh, yeah, you're right. The gloves were definitely on. There. And then starts slicing and dicing with that fucking straight blade. Doors slowly close behind. Kate's backed into the yeah, corner yeah. on the ground, yeah. just getting cut up. It's awful. 
And as the elevator starts to go back down, we're getting cuts over to another floor and a character about to be introduced to Liz. And her John. Yeah. Which you don't know at the time. We just know that we're a couple or something. And they're talking about stocks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, you think I should invest in this? And he's like, well, I don't know. And then the door opens. I, another reason why you wouldn't expect them to be Johns. They're both dressed. Like, he's wearing a suit and she's wearing, like, uh, you know, like, dress attire. Like, yeah, work attire. It's, it's, yeah. It's Not Very stylish. Work. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, all right, Liz is played by Nancy Allen, which apparently she was married with Brian De Palma, which makes sense because she was in all his like early movies oh. at this time. She was in Carrie. Okay. And then she was in Blowout, which came between that, and then she was in, in this movie. And he wrote this role for her. Okay. Okay, I when I usually think about Nancy Allen, I think about her from RoboCop because that's the movie I've seen yes. her the most. And I was never, so I was never, because she's kind of butch because she's a cop in that movie, so she had the short butch kind of look. I was never really into her. Fucking love Nancy Allen in this fucking movie. <laughs> she's got she's got that big fucking strawberry blonde hair yep. and the red lips and the sexy hoochie mama outfits. Yep. But classy but sexy. Right, right. I love her. She's she's fucking awesome in this movie. This is a good movie for you, yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, hey, wait, the door's open. She this is the is, is like the hand falls out. Or no, no, she's like She's like, like, uh, Kate's like putting her hand, like, help me. We don't, like, our initial reaction to this is we're just seeing it from the side view. We don't even see into the elevator. And Ted and Liz are just talking, you know. And then Ted looks over to the opening elevator, horrified, runs to the <laughs> yeah, staircase. Yeah, leaves the woman behind. Total John move. And Liz is there, and she's like, what the fuck she is sees, that? Yeah. And then, yeah, she sees Liz, like, reaching out, or Liz, Kate reaching out very slowly, and she's like, oh, my God. And and it's, like, terrifying, but sh she doesn't see anybody else in the elevator. Right. And so the doors start closing again, and she's so shocked. She doesn't know what the fuck to do. She's just, like, stunned. And then finally, like, she reaches for the elevator door yeah. to kind of stop it and, you know, try to help this woman or something, and she sees a reflection. Yeah, there's, like, a mirror up in the upper corner. Oh, no. Before she even looks into that mirror, she sees the light reflecting off the straight razor. Oh, okay. And that's what alerts her that somebody else is in the elevator and makes her look. Because she's, of course, looking down at the woman cut up. Right. And so then she looks up at the mirror and sees... A, sees the killer. Yeah, a killer. And she's like, oh, my God. And the killer gets spooked and drops the straight razor because she picks it up. Liz does, yeah. Yeah. And then from, from the back, we see a maid... Sees Liz and sees all this shit. She starts screaming, and Liz like, "Wait, I don't, I'm, I'm not involved. Get some help!" Runs at her with the fucking straight <laughs> razor and everything. And then yeah. the door closes, and the elevator continues to go down. That's right. So Liz runs down the the stairwell to like you know see what happens, and by that time it's just the door's already been open. The killer got away. Yeah. And it's just the door is like opening and closing on poor Kate's arm. It's like sticking out. Womps. All right, so now we're cutting over to Robert, Dr. Robert Ellis, and he's arriving for work, and he's playing off his Well, they, they mentioned that his, his secretary is Kate, off. Yeah, when Kate comes in uh, in, in you know, one of the opening scenes, he says, my secretary's on vacation. Right, Robert. so he's like doing taking the appointments. He's got an answering service and shit, and yeah. so he's getting all he's got these calls like, hey, I need to see you, yada, 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 and then he gets a very disturbing phone call. Yeah. From one of his patients named Bobby. That's right. Played by the voice, played by the guy who played Winslow from Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. And he's taunting him because apparently Bobby wants to have a sex change. Because at, 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I probably still have to do this, but I know at the time you had to see a psychiatrist. You couldn't just you know start getting like you know hormones and shit to really judge whether you really need want this or not. Right. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're like the arbiter of your situation, but no, it's they just, are. I don't think you could if you didn't. No, get I, to say like so. I think it's that is essentially what it is. But I think they're there to kind of like help guide you. You know, it's not supposed to be like. They say yes or no just based on a whim. It's supposed no. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he refused to let Bobby get this exchange. Right. And Bobby's pissed off about that, and so he starts saying like, you know, I'm gonna, I I went into your office and I got your razor from your shaving kit, and I'm gonna kill this bitch, and you know, yeah, Kate, I'm gonna, that bitch that you were was that you saw today. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go out and be a bad girl if you keep this act up or something, and it's like, oh shit, and uh, Michael Caine's character, Robert Ellis, Elliot, that was excuse me, Elliot. Never really shows emotion in this. He's always just poker face the well, that, whole yeah, movie. That's what a psychiatrist should be. Yeah. yeah. So as we're looking at him, we're we're expecting him to show some emotion here. It's like one of your patients stole your razor because he goes and checks his drawer and his razor is missing. Yeah. And so it's like you think he would be a little frightened by this all this uh, revelation and everything, but he's not. It's just kind of like okay, take this in stride. Right. And. Sh- and Bobby says, I killed a woman, and I'm going to kill this blonde bitch who saw me do it next. And so he just lets it wash over him, lets the next message play, and it's the police. And they inform him that Kate was killed. Yeah, your patient, Kate, has been killed. And they want him to come to the police headquarters and, you know, just talk to the lead detective on the case. Right. So now we cut to the police station. We see Liz going through some mug shots. Right. Apparently she did the right thing. She went to the police station. Right. She went along with it. And then we see the maid who she ran to had to call police. She's also there. And you see her walking by and pointing and like nodding. And then the other cops are like, yeah, okay, we got this. Open and shut case. Open and shut case. This is where we meet the great Dennis Franz, Detective Marino. Oh, guys, this character is the worst and the best. (laughs) He's all 70'd out. He's got his gold chains. He's got his... Not just one. How many? Not just two. Get on the mic. I know. They can hear me. (laughs) I'm talking about the Coachella people can't hear you. I don't give a shit about them. (laughs) Wow. Hey. We didn't get paid yet. We didn't get paid yet. And how much did you pay for this shit? Influencer. Influencer. Three gold chains. I said two, and Kayla corrected me. She's like, get it right. You're going. Was there anything, accoutrements and medallions on them? I think the middle one had a little something, but it was so. I didn't have the Laserdisc version. Oh, yeah. I did Criterion's version, which is not Laserdisc rip. And then I did the version that Mike has on his plaque. So I did not get to see the Enhance. I didn't know Mike's had it on plaques. I watched it on Tubi. I had to sit through yeah. fucking commercials. Oh, I'm sorry. We gotta sorry, get Mike. Out. I got to check your plaques. I mean to check your plaques out. I know. It's, it's. I mean to check out your plaques more, Mike. It's nothing against you. It's, Treasure Trove. It is. You can get an app for that, too, for your TV and all that shit. Yeah, I got it on my TV. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. And uh, so... Where are we? Oh, gold chains. Marino, and he's got his Kiana shirt, which is a very like Saturday Night Fever, like that. I don't know if Kiana was the name of the style or the material, but it's very polyester. It does look very it, like. Yeah. I hate it when I look at that. I'm like, that is not breathable. That looks awful. It's, oh yeah. I'm thank thank God I was a little babe in the 70s. Yeah. So I didn't have to ever wear polyester. Dude, I but. try. I didn't realize how bad it was. Like I tried Doesn't to breathe. Yeah. I tried to buy one of like those vintage button up shirts, like Kramer style and everything. 
and I popped it on, and I was like, garbage. Threw it away immediately. I was like, yeah. never. Good move. Good move. So uh, Robert walks in because he, you know, he gets the call. Yes. And we all he walks by. He notices Peter there. Obviously, he's there. It's his mom. And, he, and he's like, worried. Mike, I got to watch the rest of the game, all right? I got to see what Skip Bayless has to say about, you know. <laughs> we, we don't get Mike yet here. Yeah. We, get, we just get Robert sitting down realizing, like, oh, you must be Kate's son. Peter, I hear all about your Peter. She tells me your Peter is counting to 20. I didn't think Peters could do that. And he's like, if only I had went to the museum with my mom, this never would have happened. Whoa, Sonny. Do not blame yourself. You can't. It's not your fault. Don't blame yourself. And then it's like, hey, Eric, I, I got to go see you. Can you come here a minute? I, li- I mean, I like this because he's like, "Is if there's anything I can do to help you, can you solve my mom's murder right fucking now? Well, I can't do that, Sonny boy. Then fuck off. And he's like, where's your father? He's not my fucking dad. My dad died in Vietnam. So now, like, well, because we always thought I, – I thought that they'd been, been together for a while. I mean, Mike's such a turd. Like, he's probably been married yeah. five years, and they're already the sex is off. Right, right. So now, now we're getting ushered into the office and everything, and we get a look outside as Peter – he goes into his fucking bag of gadgets. Right, and he pulls out his little bug, like, uh, surveillance shit. Yeah, he's got a whole fucking James Bond set in his backpack. He's do a little Walkman. And he hooks, with the recorder and everything. Suction cup against the wall with yeah. the microphone. He, he slyly puts the little earpiece in. He's got a, he's got the early earbud. It's in, his, it's in his sleeve, so he has to hold his hand I know, up. I was like, wait, Brian, what is that? Like, you do it up the shirt, you know? Yeah, no, it looks super suspicious when you're just holding your... <laughs> like is he pretending to be sleeping maybe like that's the only way that works for me and then so marino breaks down what we've already watched the first half hour of the movie mm-hmm. and then he's basically blaming the victims like you're going out here getting porked by any tom dick and his harry and you're just he she was asking for it buddy that's right and he's like oh, no no she was a lovely woman she was just she was just... Uh, She's in an unfulfilled marriage. Exactly. You know? And he, he doesn't really want... Robert doesn't want to offer that much information. He's like... That's but, but my... it's pa- yeah, it's patient... Uh, doctor-patient confidentiality. Yeah. And so he's trying to like, you know, mum's the word here. And then he's like, Officer Marino, what's your sex life like? When's the last time you had intercourse with your wife? I don't see why that has anything to do with anything. <laughs> All I want to know is, does she take it from behind? Or is she going to top? What is she doing here? I got a blow-by-blow representation from the cabbie. I know this woman fucks. This guy went down on her in a cab. It's disgusting. That type of woman is out there looking for trouble, and she found trouble. She had a death wish. She was asking for it. She was dressed to be killed. I love this because... Peter is listening to this, hearing about how his mom got porked in a cab. And he's like, what? Mom got porked in a cab? And Rob's like, look, I must admit, I'm not going to tell you all of her details, but she was sexually frustrated. They do point out Liz. we got to point that out as well. Yeah. Because now Peter looks up and sees Liz and just locks her face into his brain. Right. Well, she's fucking hot. And so... Uh, Marino's like, hey, you think it, you know, it was, maybe it was one of your other patients, Sar? And like, I'm going to kill that broad. And Robert tries to stick up for his patients. None of my patients are uh, murderous or anything like that. And he's like, well, I'm going to get a fucking warrant. I'm going to come down and look at your appointment book. 
And I'm going to ask every single one of your patients, what's up? And then Mike shows up. Excuse me. I got to talk to this guy. So he walks out. He's talking with Mike. While Robert's sitting there, he notices on the on the uh, desk, there's the information about Liz, like where her address is, you know, possible suspect. And then he just, he just files that away in his brain. Right. And then he leaves. Right. And so Robert gets his leave, and we have to now interrogate Liz. And so Marino at first is being, you know, they're sitting on chairs opposite sides. And he's just looking over his shoulder to talk to her. He's not face-to-face with her. And he's lighting up the big cigarello or whatever it was. So uh, what would you say you do for work? Suck cock or something? And she's like, excuse me? Look, lady, I'm going to cut the shit. And he, like, turns I his chair. I know all about you. Throws this file down. Her file down, yeah. yeah. It's her mugshot. She is a prostitute. But she's a high-class call. She's not a prostitute. She's a high-class call girl. She's not a street walker. Yeah. Speaking of escorts, I, I think I saw two escorts while bowling in Berkeley yesterday, of all places. <laughs> I didn't even know they were escorts. I don't know. They just had an es- I am Wow, never... we got a Marino here. He's Hold just on. judging me. Hey there, pal. Hold on a minute. <laughs> How many gold chains did you have on? (laughs) I had nine on last night. (laughs) (laughs) And a pinky ring. Made it tough to bowl, but somehow the counterweight worked. I had a great night of bowling. Uh, I have never seen... You know how in 90s, the Lita look, where you had like the G-string or whatever? The whale tail? Pulling up over... The whale tail, I thought, was just the back part showing up. I know what you're talking about. They're bringing that back? On the hip sides. So she had big 90s jeans on. Uh, Doc Martin like she? platform boots. I I I don't know, like mid thirties or something. Okay, well, that's, okay, that early tw- late twenties. Um, and then she had the thick Doc Martin boots on, the big old nineties jeans with the fucking straps of her G string or whatever sticking up her hips, and I was just like, my God, I've I've. I've seen it in comics from the 90s all the time. Lita, the wrestler, used to always do that. I, I don't know if I've ever, ever had seen it in person. And, oh, you haven't? I and, remember seeing that all the time yeah, back then. Yeah, and here at like a weird podunk. The low-rider jeans and all that shit? I remember These that. These were high-rider jeans, too. Wow. It was incredible. She's giving herself a wedgie. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what so the how, fuck? So how, how does that correlate to escort, Griff? I don't know. I think it's just a woman who's very out of style is what I would I think say. think so. Or way ahead of us. I don't know. Is, is it coming back? I've, I've noticed some people breaking out the Jankos. They bowled six frames and left. Mm. And they drank some interesting drinks. Apparently, you were really Escort. watching them. Uh, we were all studying them. This wasn't just me. Yeah. Everybody was noticing it was, well, the So what was the other one? The same dress? Kind of... She kind of had a had a Spice Girls look going on. Wow, what the? Did you go to a time machine or some shit? And Obviously, you went to go to a bowling alley because it doesn't exist anymore. Like, <laughs> went, through, went through a time warp. I love bowling. That was a great yeah, time. You and your your nephew. Yeah, he's not even into bowling right now. We went roller skating for his birthday. Oh, wow. And for my youngest, on Wednesday, I went roller skating. Oh, I, roller I, boogie. You were, you were living in the past. <laughs> I love, okay. Well, do you, can you roller skate? Uh, I do inline. Okay. How I lost I my can at all. That's how I, I lost my tooth you know. was roller skating with the four wheel roller skates oh, wow. or whatever they're called. I normal skates. Skates. See, I I lived in a less evolved time. That was girl shit to roller skates. So guys um, never roller skated. Well, you would be surprised then, because when you go there, it's all people your age 
or older. Okay, I would believe it. Yeah. Fucking like ripping it up. I love Did watching you see, these. Dudes. I don't know. I don't know if it went viral, but there's something this like dirtbag white trash middle aged guy who's kicking ass on the roller like rank. He's like doing all these moves. I believe hilarious. it. This is what like the place we go to is just down the street from Mike. It's like a mile away from Mike's house, okay. and it's fucking awesome to see these dudes because you know you don't get to see people in their comfort zone all the time they just look like schlubs and then they get out there and they're like fucking how they can gesticulate on the floor on fucking skates so basically what we're saying is we got to do a roller buggy movie there's a lot in the late 70s i bet there is yeah we might have getting back to this movie this movie so uh he's just saying you know if you Fucking let a guy pay to fuck you. You probably kill people, too. He's just like, he just wants to close his case. Exactly. He's even telling her. He's like, hey, this is an open and shut case for me. I got somebody who pegs you there. You say it was some woman. You're some you, and woman. And you were pegging somebody. Yeah, there we go. Uh, you, you say it was a blonde woman. Oh, you seem to be looking at a blonde right now. I think you fingered yourself. I think you porked yourself. So here's the deal. Solve my case, and I won't arrest you. That's basically what he says. Right. He's trying to get her. Well, who are you there with? Oh, I don't give out client information. Is it? Do you like how De Palma did that? Client, uh, patient, Those confidentiality? Those are the most sacred relationships are between your psychiatrist and the patient and the hoe and the job. That's right. You do not talk. So she wasn't willing to tattle on the guy. And then she finally goes, I don't. His name is like Ted. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get into specifics. And he's like, know? well, great. Fine, Ted. <laughs> Because right now, you look like like you're guilty as hell. A right. murder. She was holding the murder weapon. Yeah. So there is I got a clean print. Right. And so she makes a beeline for the payphone to call her escort service. Can you tell me Ted's information? Like, you know we can't do that. He's, and by the way, he's out of town for two weeks anyway. So he, and she's like, oh, fuck. What the hell am I going to do? So we're left with Liz, and she's got to figure out what she's going to do. But Peter knows what he's going to do. So he heads over to Robert's office, and he's got gadgets. We know he's got gadgets. Right. He's got his little, his little moped. And what we see, we get a scene where we see him putting together. He's got all these schematics and shit in his room. I, I think that's a, the next scene. No, because he's putting together. Oh, yeah, you're, you're right. You're yeah. right. So, yeah, he, he drives up to Robert's thing, and he just hangs outside, and he's timing how long it takes a patient to leave to get to the street. Yeah, so he's got his notebook. He's jotting it down and everything. He's just trying to get the proper amount of time. And the slowest was eight seconds. So he's like, okay, he circles it, eight seconds. Then yeah, then he goes to back home, and he sets up. He's got the fucking like, serial killer thing with the red strings. Like, he's going to solve his mom's murder. Right. He knows Marino ain't going to do shit. He's got blueprints, schematics. He's got it all in lenses figured he's out. He's got his 8-millimeter camera. 8-millimeter puts in coming a, back. Puts in a box. That's right. And he's got a timer on it. And he's going to set that timer for like every five seconds. It's going to take a frame and record a frame. So he goes back to Robert's place. And, he's, and he, like, he just uh, chains his bike to like a tree. Yep. Sets up because he's got the camera in a box on the back of it. It's like a metal box yeah. with a padlock on it, everybody. With a hole in it that the camera can see through, and he points it right at the doorway. It's in New York. You know, people are just going to stick their dick in that. There could it's be fucking, some... it, First of all, it's 1970s New York. Someone's going to steal that in 15 minutes. Or that. Yeah. But no, nobody. You know, the honor system was in, in effect in this. Yeah. Uh, you got to hope that, like, a fucking Death Wish uh, Charles Bronson's nearby or something to keep that safe. 
So now we get another nice uh, Hitchcockian scene, another split screen scene where we see what Liz and Robert are up to. Yeah. I like this because it cuts down the fucking time of a movie. Hundred percent. You have two scenes going on at the same time. I'm getting my info that I need. It's a little wonky on the notes, but I love the flow for the movie. It's good. So Liz is talking to her broker. She's like, "What am I gonna because she's got she's not some dumb broad who's like I'm gonna be a hooker my whole life. She's like." I'm investing for the future. Like I don't want. I want to be retired at thirty. So she's investing all this money because she's making fucking bank. Of course, high class escort. Right. So she's she's trading stocks with the people she's fucking that night. Right. So she's, she's probably fucking them. She's on the like, trades. this guy's got this hot tip and he's five hundred bucks. She's like, fuck. Let me oh, wait. Hold on. My mom's on the other line. And she yeah. gets on another line. She calls up her like madam and she's yeah. like, you got me a job for like five hundred bucks. He's like. Yeah. Yeah, he's into water sports, but, you know, 500 bucks is 500 bucks. You're going to have to wear a hanky, too. Griff, 1980, $500 adjusted for inflation is $12,000. <laughs> How could I, that pussy must be amazing for 12 grand? I know you Coachella people spend $12,000 on your fucking white you claws get, out there. You get $12,000 per hit on your fucking Instagram shit, all right? You, you guys, you're living in a different world. Right. But in our world... This is a big right. deal. Right. And so she's like sets that date up because she's like, and then she calls, goes back to the investor, hey, buy $500 worth of that stock. So while we're listening, watching this, we're also getting cuts of Bobby with binoculars outside watching. Lee, and we also have a third split cut of Robert right. listening to a voicemail or an answering machine message from Bobby saying, I've located where Liz lives. I'm watching her. I'm just going to do something bad one of these nights, you know? Right. And to pull the scene together, they're both watching an episode of the Phil Donahue show where he's talking with the one. I don't know who's the first, but it's one of the first yeah. women to go from man to woman to a sex change. Yeah. So, you know, you know, and like, like it ties it together because uh, Liz is also watching the same show. Right. Like she's getting ready to go and meet her John. And it's, it's very interesting because you have Robert sitting there and spoiler alert as we come to learn it's like just it's all washing right over him still right. poker face never changes right so now Liz goes to this uh, hotel to meet up with her John and it's just, I was expecting something to happen with this scene but no it's, he's just like hey he's like whoa yeah really you're they, well worth $12,000 by 2023 money yeah you know? <laughs> it was funny because she she knocks on the door and everything. The guy answers. He's like, oh, hi. Who are you? He's expecting an escort, and yet he's like, who the fuck are you? Well, he wasn't expecting someone as hot as Liz. That's right. And so, and who's, who's going to piss in his mouth? I mean, right. he figured they'd have a like nastier-looking broad. Yeah, like, maybe. For 500 bucks, is that Liz a thing? Will do it. Can you be too pretty for water sports? Because I, I, based on Cleveland. Well, yeah, I mean, it depends on the woman. I mean, some women are like, I'm too good for that shit. You know, and there's some women I'll do anything for a fucking buck, especially 500 bucks. I just mean based on Cleveland's reaction, a man who travels the world. He and, want, I, just, I thought he wanted a Cleveland steamer. Uh, you would expect with a name like Cleveland. Yeah. But for a man who travels the world and gets an escort at every stop, you would expect. Willie he Dynamite knows, was down in the lobby. Yeah, it was that. It was a convention going on. You would know. You would expect he knows what to expect out of a water sports lady. And so he maybe was in shocked. Cleveland the water sports ladies. I would think so. This is New York. New York's 
the, the premier but hoe fucking center. He travels the U.S. states. We know this. Yeah, but he might go to Poughkeepsie and all these like shitholes. He's yeah. not in the big city, the Big Apple. Right. The closest thing he's probably been to is Chicago. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So he, he's shocked because this woman's too pretty to piss on him, but he'll take she does. Yeah. He'll get, he'll get his face washed any way he can take it. So she, we, we, Brian De Palma leaves that to, sorry people who were going to jerk off to this episode. He leaves that to our imagination. Right. We see no pissing. We hear a little tinkling. Well, you, you do hear a little tinkling. You hear Literally, like he's her, just yeah. tinkling on the piano to make, make that sound. Yeah. Like the, she leaves, <laughs> and as she's going out, Bobby's watching across the street. And she she notices Bobby because Bobby's strange. This giant woman, right, standing wearing on the hood shades of a car. in the middle of the night. Yeah. Well, wearing sunglasses at night. Yeah. It, 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 it wasn't Corey Hart. This was Bobby. It's an inspiration for that song, though. And she notices as she gets in the cab, and she's first she says to take her to her, like a place where she lives, right. And then she notices because Bobby just jumps in the car and immediately starts following. And so she tells the cabbie, a young cabbie, adorable New York cabbie guy. And so she's like, you know what? Take me to Columbus Court real quick. Columbus Circle. Okay. Or Columbus, I think it was Columbus Circle, and, and which is the subway system. Yeah. And uh, he's like, hey. And she's like, how much would it cost to uh, not stop at red lights? And he's like, hey, let's tell you what. Give me a date, and I'll do whatever you want. I'll fucking do She, Because he's seeing how she's looking. Right. He's fucking into it. He's a young kid. It's right. like, hell yeah, I'm going to do this. And so he does it, and fucking Bobby's going through those red lights, too. Bobby is hot on the tail. Right. So we get to the destination, and he's like, well, I'm sorry we couldn't lose it. Literally, Liz, or not Liz, uh, Bobby is right behind them, parked, and he's like, yeah, sorry I couldn't out, uh, outrun them. Do you, you just want to go out there on your own now? Okay, bye. While this is going on, Robert is trying to get in touch with Liz as we were thinking to warn her about Bobby because remember he got Liz's info. So he's calling it. And remember only rich people, even though I guess Liz is rich. She's frugal. She's, she invests all her money into her stocks. Right. She doesn't have an answering machine. She's answering service. And so they're like, yeah, we can't get a hold of her right now. You want to leave a message? He's like, I need to see her really because it's very urgent. I need to see her. Was it sexy Sally? It was sexy Sally. And so, okay. then back to Liz. So Liz gets out. To go into the subway system. Right. She's running down there. She turns back. Or no, she doesn't even turn back. She goes straight down. But our cabbie is playing a little bit of the white knight here. Well, he wants that date. He wants that date. Can't have a date if the chick's dead. Exactly. And so so, uh, Bobby comes running by. I love it. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll call you. They didn't even exchange numbers. Like He was so in the pussy fog. That's New York for you. Yeah. That's New York for you. (laughs) He probably is literally going to drive around. Liz! Right. Well, you know it. At, at, as soon as she left, he drove around into an alley and just jerked off. He had to crank one out. Oh my god! Yeah, like, you know, you yeah, tell, yeah. But he sees in his, his side mirror Bobby Bobby coming up, and he's like, "It must be the person." So he goes, "Oops!" Opens the door, hits her, and then Bobby just collapses, like <laughs> dead. Yeah. Excuse <laughs> me. All right. So Liz gets down into the subway, and she's like, she's still seeing a shadowy figure. And she's thinking it's Bobby, and it's like there's barely anybody in the subway system right now. The car's not there, so, of course, she's going to have to wait. So I actually think she goes out because she's not going to use the subway. She goes out, and she does see Bobby. You're right. Okay, she went yeah. down and out, and yeah. then she sees Bobby. And she's like, fuck, and goes back down. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? We just saw Bobby get knocked out. How is this Michael Myers? 
Yes, this was the inspiration. And so she goes back down, and she's trying to stay by people. There's just a couple of uh, black gentlemen listening to well, a see, ghetto they're, they're blaster. Boom <laughs> they're boom <box. laughs> And it was a weird. It wasn't even like it was weird music. I wouldn't expect them to be. Oh listening yeah, no, to it was like total like, no wave electric <laughs> ambient. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wait, what? They were into that. It's a, it was a broken sound machine. And she does the ultimate insult of bumping into one of the guys, and the guy loses his shit. This is very accurate. I've had this happen to me. All okay. right. So he loses his shit, and they immediately start, and she's like, she's a tough girl. She's from New York. She's been around. She's like, excuse she's me. She's doing her best. Angie, uh, what's her name? Angie Dickinson. She's giving it right back. She's a New yeah, Yorker through right. and through. She was just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm yeah. just I'm just standing here waiting for the goddamn bus. And then all of a sudden, some guy comes out of nowhere to materialize. Because uh, he's like, I'm not gonna fuck. Yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna fuck him. Well, I'm gonna fuck you up, right? Why are we gonna fuck her up? Why don't we just fuck her? Yeah. Up? And suddenly, two people <laughs> turns into seven people. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And so she charges down. Just so happens that the train starts pulling up. Right. She jumps onto one of the carts. There's a police officer. Yeah. Hey. I need help. There's like seven guys, seven punks trying to jump me. Threaten to rape me. Yeah. And he's like, he looks out, doesn't see anything. Very Hitchcock. Again, the yeah. cops are buffoons. And then and these guys are magical. They just disappear. They appear magically and they disappear. That's right. It's merging from the shadows. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, I don't see anything. And then he goes in and she's like, oh, God, useless cops. You just, she's like, well, at least I'm near a cops and nothing's going to happen to me. Right. So the train takes off. Yep. Now we see the window, like the in between the cars, Bobby's staring in through the window of that car looking at Liz. Oh, does she know? She doesn't notice it, though. She does not notice it. Okay. So they stop at the, you know, the next station. The cop gets off. Right. As soon as he gets off, she turns to her left, and there's the punks coming down the train cars towards her. Right. Just fucking up everybody just knocking hats and then they're off. like hey that's that bitch yeah and so they start running after her so she's jumping in between cars in transit right. just trying to get away from these fucking idiots no one's stopping them because they're like no they're your fucking youth yeah, and revolt i'm not getting there's anywhere. no bernard gets on this train that's right that's a nice early 80s reference that nobody will get and then i certainly don't <laughs> it was, a, guy, it was a white guy who shot some black kids at, i'm not the oh, Jesus. It, was a, it was a big fucking deal back then because it was like it was it was one of the first like stand your ground things like sh- what should he have allowed been allowed to because oh. one of the kids had a screwdriver on him oh. so um so yeah she's like backing up and we see fucking bobby in between the last car yeah. They see her. They freak out. They're like, what the fuck? Because the door opens. Bobby grabs Liz, pulls her in between the cars. Yes. And then all of a sudden, like some shaving cream starts flying around. Right. It was crazy. And the punks, being true punks, are like, oh, my God. <laughs> shaving cream. Run. <laughs> but, it, but it makes sense. Straight razor, shaving cream. Oh, good call. Peter was thinking about this. He's always thinking because it's Peter to the rescue with his homemade mace that looks like shaving cream. We get and, then, s- and then fucking Bobby's like, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> like Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> Just like, like the guttural like uh, confusion and everything, the pain that was happening there, runs towards the camera, out of frame, <laughs> off the subway, gone into the night. Right. And Peter, you know, just... You see him emerge with Liz, and next thing you know, they're at Liz's Pulls out place. Pulls out fedora, my lady. My lady. Like to be escorted home. He was. Uh, he clearly could have got his dick sucked here. He wasn't that into it. Yeah, he was very asexual. 
I well, I, I don't mean, know. I got a very like big sister vibe. Like there was a big sister, little sister, yeah, little brother. Bro, vibe. Bro, yeah, I was gonna say it was like they. Could, I would totally been like, holy fuck! How can I work this? Like I'd be trying working every angle in my head. How can I fuck was, this? He man? was clearly distraught over his mom dying, so he somehow Sometimes managed. Sex is the best, dude. <laughs> he somehow focused through. Yeah, all of that he's, well, and he's a computer guy. He's very. He's probably on the. He's on the spectrum, probably. So. We did learn later when he hears uh, about like operations. He's like, I could probably do some science <laughs> shit with that. Like, yes, yeah, so he's always thinking. Yeah, the analytical. He, he's way. thinking weird science immediately. Yeah. So they're yeah they're at Liz's place. She's in her pajamas and she not sexy pajamas. No, she's wearing like but they're, they're cute. But it's like it's like men's pajamas. But yeah. She looks cute in it. Oh yeah, of course. And she and he's just dead set. Yeah, he even knows how long the fucking Macy's like, 10 seconds is about how long that would blind somebody he's just going off like explaining all this shit and she's like can we change the subject I almost get killed it's kind of creeping me out yeah. hey how do you like this art I got here $500 and I hope that if the artist dies it'll triple <laughs> so Peter's just like uh that's cool can I talk about uh you know my mom again <laughs> yeah so he goes on to explain his pr- plan about how he needs to break into Robert's office, how he's been doing all the whole investigation and everything, and he wants to get you know the appointment book so he can get his next lead. Right. And then she's like, he's like, I could use your help. And she's like, look, I'm into it, but let's try Marino first. And if and if he like flakes out on it, I'll help you out. We all know how Marino's gonna help here. He's right. very helpful. Yeah, they're at the Liz is with Marino, and he's just like, "Hey, you solved the case yet?" And yeah, because if you don't, I'm gonna book you tomorrow, unless you find that up somebody I don't know who somebody finds that appointment book. Because if you don't, if you you didn't know this, New York police officers can't take shit unless they get a search warrant, and that would take I don't know months, years, and as far as I see it. You got a day before I book you. And she's like, oh, fuck. I guess I'll fucking go. She even says to him, you're fucking pulling my leg here. You are actually going to make me do your job. And he puts up his hands, (laughs) hands tied. Got a day. So now Robert is concerned about Bobby. So he goes to the state mental hospital to see Bobby. And and he's talking with Bobby's uh, doctor, Dr. Levy. Yep. And he's like, I'm I'm worried about Bobby. The the my, he said he had my razor. My razor's missing from my shaving kit. Right. And the doctor's acting kind of weird. He's like, I don't want you to see Bobby right now. Right. Uh, Bobby isn't exactly in the mood to be talking to people at this time. So I can't take you to Bobby. Bobby is this. Bobby is that. Just deflecting all day. And you're right. like, why is he deflecting? Is it because Bobby's missing? It's got to be because Bobby's missing. Right. And he's like, look. I'll have Bobby call you. Next time I see Bobby, I'll have him call you. Okay, great. I will be at my office. Have Bobby call me there. And the doctor's just like, you sure you'll be there? Right. And then now we go back to Peter. He picks up his 8mm camera. He's going through the – he's with Liz. They're going through frame by frame. They're seeing all the the, uh, patients coming out. Right. They see a familiar face. Straight out of 8mm. He's got the whole fucking rig set up. He's taking the pictures. And this is 1980. It's really crazy. I don't know how he's doing it. How how is he enhancing in 1980? Uh, But he's doing it. Question, is Peter Tom Wells? Oh, my God. 
maybe like the adult Tom Wells. Yeah, changed that, his and name. That's, and that's why he was so obsessed with the case. That's right. Oh boy. So he sees that the very last patient is a familiar face. It's Bobby. It's clearly Bob. Well, I mean, obviously we know. And d- does Liz recognize it? She'd have to because she got attacked by Bobby. So, yeah. yeah, and she saw. Yeah, she saw Bobby. Like, and she was stalking like, her. "Yeah, okay." So she's like, "Look, I'm gonna help you out. I'll get an appointment with. I got. I got some ways I can get get to that appointment book. Don't worry about yeah. it." Yeah. And then we cut to Murray's favorite scene of the movie. This was fucking great scene. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, Liz comes in as a quote unquote patient of possible patient needed to be it, this is written like a fucking romance novel or some shit you know yeah. a, a, a erotic thriller erotica and so it's a rainy night and it's not just raining thunder cats and dogs lightning cats dogs and she's like I've been having nightmares lately about this this mysterious figure who just grabs me and you know takes me and and he's like he's just he's like like you said he's got that poker face yeah, he's just poker face the nonchalantly whole time. staring off and she's saying enough things and he's like Liz are you a prostitute and she she goes along with it she's like yeah you know I get paid sometimes to have some sex well she's like yeah she's like yeah I'm not ashamed of this and yeah. she's like you know and and he's like you know why because I like being bad and I like turning men on and she's like and I also like mature men. Because, of course, Robert's an older man. Mature, doctorly men. And then she just lays her cards on the table. Do you want to fuck me? It's like, oh, yes. <laughs> Michael Caine's <laughs> reading of that was perfection. Yeah. But I can't. Because there's still no smirk on his no. face. Very scientifically, matter-of-factly, oh, yes. <laughs> but I can't because I'm married. And you know, he, and he looks in the mirror, and he's like, you see a little strain. Going hold on, on hold the phone there, because this is one of the most bizarre fucking things about Robert Ellis. Ellis, did I get that Elliot. right? Elliot. 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 He has like what would be a frame photo of your spouse or something on his yeah. desk. It's a mirror that he looks into <laughs> sometimes, and so in this moment where he is having a hard time with his identity. You could say it's his Inception's top spitter because he looks down at that mirror on his desk. She probably thinks he's looking at a picture of his wife. He's looking at a Im- <laughs> the mirror image of, an image of himself. He's While this is his- going on, by the way, Peter's outside with binoculars watching. Watching the whole thing yeah, through the rain. Yeah, he's like being a lookout for Liz. Yeah. So Liz goes, I'm going to make myself a little more comfortable. And she takes off. You wouldn't mind if I take off my coat, would you? Why, of course. Maybe I grab a cigarette. So she, this is where I got to say Robert Elliott is a total professional because she takes off her coat and she's wearing, she's got a top on, but nobody, she's got just her panties and the, the, the stockings. stockings. Yeah. I'd have fucking Liz Ben over the table right now. If I, I was Robert. I'd be going to town on her, but he, he's just consensually he's, Coachella. Well, of course she just said, do you want to fuck me? I right? mean, it's consensual. Hey, I got to make sure it's clear to Coachella. Yeah, and then she takes off the top and she's got the, okay. This is the one, this is, this is the one flop to palm ahead in the movie. Ooh. Did you pick up what's what is wrong with how what she's wearing, Griff? I don't Did know. Did you pick up? I well, only a uh, only a uh, very uh, experienced pervert like me and David <laughs> Hess would know this answer, or and, and any seventies porn star would know. This, oh, okay, because when you're wearing the stockings with the garter belt, 
what you do is you put the stocking guard belt on first, and then you put your panties on. That way, you can take the panties off and keep the stockings on oh. while you're fucking. She did the opposite, she, which is you wrong know, order. A hooker would, an experienced high class hooker would not have done this. She would know the the deal. So that was the one fly head. The only fly head in this scene was that. Okay. And then she just lays out on his desk, and she's like, "Let's just get to it." And then he's he's kind of like he's breaking. He's finally cracking. She's, yeah, he's starting to crack, so she's like, I'm going to fucking get through to you. But you know what? I'm going to make you wait a moment. I'm going to go powder my nose real quick. Right. And then, But then she, she doesn't go to the bathroom. She goes into his like office. That was the plan the whole time, though. I know, but how was that not fooling him? How was that fooling him? I don't know. She's like, this guy is clearly this so- is, Well, this was in 1980, so powder room could have been where I'm going to do cocaine. So It, could, it was you definitely know. about cocaine. Yeah. So- I get that, but it was it's it's funny because she doesn't go anywhere near a bathroom. She goes into the main office right. and starts flipping, griffing through files. Right, she's mealing, and he starts taking his clothes off. It's and true. What? She she has left her clothes in a pile, and she says, "When I get back, your clothes better be next to my and clothes." And he does a cruising move. He folds his you know pants you know perfectly. You got to keep those pleats right. And then she's like you said, she's griffing through the shit. I thought that what they were gonna do was, and what a hell of a fucking girl! She's willing to fuck a dude just to help Peter out. She well, she's not just helping Peter out though; she's helping herself. Well, out. that's true. Cause kind of think about it, Marino's going to <laughs> yeah, put you're, her you're in right. jail. You're so right. you, yeah, yeah. Still, I think she would have done it for Peter. I think really think she would have. I think she might have. So she's that kind of cool. cool Salt girl. to the earth, the prostitutes, yeah. the they escorts. You can't trust a prostitute. Who can All she trust? wants to do, she's doing it the right way. She's yeah. fucking, ah, oh, come so on. So she's going through his Rolodex, and she finds, like, is this, like, the last name? She's like, that must be it yeah, for it that like, for that appointment for that day. Yeah, it was Chris Smothers or something. It's Chris Clemens or something. Yeah, it was, like it was nothing. And she's like, aha, I got it. She pulls up the address and everything. She takes it to memory. Peter's outside. He's He notices something. He, 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 it's so rainy, he can't see what's going on. So he's worried. Yeah, the closed captioning says, rain intensifies. So pizza, pizza, pizza has to get <laughs> So he, he goes right up against the window. We see a mysterious figure come behind. We're like, oh, my God, Bobby's going to kill Peter. It looks like Bobby. And then she gets, she she memorizes. the. Just, the, just the, when it's like Peter's about to be grabbed from behind, we go back inside. Yeah. She's barging through the doors. Dr. Robert. Time to play doctor. Time to fucking get the stethoscope out. Because it's like it's like like two like doors that go into the wall type thing. Yeah, it's and, the double doors. And then she's like, where are you? And she's looking around. And then she sees Peter's like tapping like. Ah, ah, ah. And then he gets grabbed by what we think is Bobby. Right. And then she turns around. And it's fucking Bobby. Yeah, we just see the menacing figure behind Peter, yeah. and we're like, holy fuck. And then we look back into Liz, who's also going, holy fuck, <laughs> Bobby's behind you. And then we see behind Liz is Bobby. <laughs> and he's got that razor out, and he, he cuts her because her hands got blood on him. I don't, I don't remember what. Yeah. Well, it could have been from a minute here when Bobby gets shot. Well, yeah. Then, then all of a sudden, boom, a, a bullet goes through the window, shoots Bobby. Because well, then that's the thing. Then they cut to like Liz just looking at her hands and like blood's pouring on her hands. Yeah. So I don't know if he sliced or not. I didn't think he actually like made a move. I, I thought he just was menacing towards her. And then we look down to see Bobby, and it's not Bobby. It's fucking Robert. Oh my God, Robert is a okay. I 
all right, I, he, he had enough time to change to put makeup on too. Yeah, Come no, on. no, that all was right. that was a bridge too far for me yeah. too. I was like, man, she was really doing a bad job out there because he clearly, uh, Robert clearly, Bobby clearly, I don't know who to identify this person as, but clearly Bobby had more than enough time because, like you said. Makeup done perfectly. Eyes, fucking cheeks. Smoky eyes. Yeah. Smoky eyes. Got the wig on perfectly. It wasn't like, you know, it was sealed up and everything. Fucking Christ. Got, got, was able to put on the dress, the rain jacket, the fucking blue block, the sunglasses. Yeah. All right. So this is where we need the Scooby-Doo moment where we explain the entire movie. We have this, that scene with Marino and Liz. Correct. And we learned that that... What we thought was Bobby that grabbed uh, uh, Peter yes. was actually a transgender cop who's you know who they had following uh, uh, Liz, which was the actor who played the transgender trans- transgender cop also played Bobby. That was not Michael Caine, according to IMDb. So okay, Gary Green assault, and he's like, "Yeah, I got my best police person," and then looks gives a little side eye to. Uh, I don't know what the what was the transgender detective's name? Did they give it a name? I I heard loose. Oh, okay. That's all I heard was loose. So okay. I think I put it in there as loose. All right, and then we then we see Doctor Levy, that doctor that was acting squirrely around Robert. We learned that he was Robert was his patient, and he explains. And this is this is like you know where uh, the palm was trying to say is nothing to do with transgender. Right? Yeah. I'm not trying to say that you admit you're a killer. We learned that Robert basically had a split personality. Robert was his masculine side, and Bobby was his feminine side. And they were at odds because Robert did not want to become a woman, and Bobby did. Right. So anytime Robert got a boner that enraged Bobby, set Bobby loose, and he wanted to kill whatever was the object of that boner. Right. <laughs> Very crazy <laughs> plot point there. And, you know, yeah, obviously Dr. Levy's explained the whole thing. And so when you're hearing Dr. Levy explain that, you're like, wait, so Robert committed Bobby to to his care, Dr. Levy's care. But, yeah, because, well, yeah, but, but, but Levy did, to, to give Levy an out, because he should have stopped him at the hospital. He even explains that. Levy immediately called Marino. Yes. So that's how they set up the whole staying with the transgender cop. It's still a bad idea. Like, yeah. Levy. But Marino, but that's Marino. That's totally yeah. Marino plot. Marino, plan. Uh, Levy did the right thing. Merely heard Doctor Robert tell him, "Yeah, Bobby's out killing people. Stole my razor, slashed up a girl." Doctor Levy hears that and goes to the police and says, "My patient is murdering people." And they're like, "Great, we'll come up with a convoluted plan to maybe figure this out. We'll trace. <laughs> you know, we'll put a fucking trace on it." It's like. The guy just confessed to it. Because Marino's covering his ass because he's like, I can still use Liz if this falls through. I can still blame it on That's her. right. He was, he was hedging his bet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. He was hedging So his Marino's bet. even laughing. Like, ain't that crazy? People are weird, ain't they? Ain't that a kick in the teeth? And he's like, you did a great job, Liz. You did my work. He's like, yeah, I did your fucking job for you, ass. I guess you did, but I'm going to get the promotion. <laughs> so, of course, Liz asks what they're going to do about Robert. And Marino just shakes his head, smirks, and scoffs. Hands tied. Hands tied. They fade out with his hands tied. All right. Well, what is going on? We cut over. Liz explains everything. Yeah, this is the Peter. awkward scene we alluded to in the beginning where yeah. we basically explain to the audience that 
at this in 1980 would have no idea what they're talking about. So I'm going to Liz is going to explain what a sex change operation entails. I 100% understand why no one would do a trans uh, murder, you know, in a movie today. But the Palma did his fucking goddamnedest to make sure people did like even having the the police detective be a trans you know cop even he he was like no people's people's you know you get you get some people out there but it would still upset somebody no 100 percent would you just can't do it today because we have a whole fucking political party taking war on so liz and peter at a restaurant and she's going to transplain to peter and he's gonna, and also the audience, right? And that one woman in the background, right? Who was horrified by what she was saying because she basically breaks it down. She's like, because he's like, well, I'm gonna explain to you a man to a woman because you know and she's like, well, first you take hormones, and then they split your penis down the middle and f- use plastic surgery and make it into a vagina. Yeah. And Peter's like taking notes. Interesting. Interesting. He's a know? scientist, right? Woman's gagging in the background. Yeah. But he's just like. And he's like, well, you know, I could see myself making a woman one of these days. (laughs) So Peter is asking. He's definitely on the fucking spectrum. Because, yes. Oh, yeah. Because I I could see Liz would not want to date him, but she would throw him. She would take his virginity. She would be nice enough to do that and give him the best night of his life. And he's just letting that just die on the vine. They shared a very special moment. In fact, dating is ruined probably forever for Liz because she's going to want, like, that thrill of, like, nearly being killed again, you know? (laughs) She's going to be stuck in that fucking weird zone of like, I want to relive that moment, but I also don't want to be under the threat of slashing death. Right. Anyway. Oh, so Peter's like, well, what's going to happen to Robert? And she's like, well, I don't know. After the, if he gets, if he, if he gets out of Bellevue, he's going to prison, you know? Probably. Yeah. Cause he did. And then he's like, you know what? You want to stay with me? I don't want to. And he's like, did there's no ulterior motive. He really does not want to fuck Liz. He's just like, my Mike's out of town, you know, and she's, yeah. why the fuck does she want to stay? Like, I the, have no idea. She's a child at heart, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Cause maybe, she's like, maybe her, she's like, I'm going to fuck this kid. I'm just, I have to. It's just like, trauma on trauma. Because he, she's good. Everybody, including me, wants to fuck Liz. So she's like, I, this guy's not into me. I, maybe, what's wrong with this kid? Maybe she also sees an opportunity in him because he's fucking, he's fucking smart as shit. He's he's got the fucking he pro- yeah, device. He probably would, his he could probably use his computer to, to predict the stock market. So I'm not gonna say it's grooming, but it's almost kind of grooming. It's business grooming. Well, he needs you know? to be groomed because he's he's awful. <laughs> <laughs> he's all over the place. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I could, I could hang out with you for a couple of days. It's a, that's like a, that's another '80s like sex comedy. The nerd that hangs out with the prostitute, exactly. And then, you know, and then he finds the love of his life. You know, right. he thinks he's gonna fuck her, but then he finds the love. He of his learns life. how to just like talk like women are people too, and they also like to have intercourse. And it's right. like, oh wait, what? I thought it was just for us guys. All right, we're at All Bellevue. Right. This is the most insulting scene. The way they show like mentally ill people. Oh like, no, hundred percent. If you have any problem with this movie, I think the first thing you need to look at is how they treat uh, mentally challenged people, and apparently how they staff mental mental hospitals. Because one, holy fuck, one person to fifty patients. It's literally a haunted house. I mean, fucking- I will say, and this is how Geraldo Rivera got got made his name. It was horrible treatment for people in mental hospitals. Oh back yeah, because he he. Like snuck in like a mental hospital, and it was just horrific. What they were like, the people like laying in bed full of shit, you know, like tied down. 
and that's how he became famous. That 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 story. But so yeah, it's at this time. No, it. But yep. still, this was like ridiculous. There's people in straight jackets. It's always people in pajamas for some reason. Like gotta no be one... comfortable when you're crazy. <laughs> gotta be comfortable. <laughs> and we get the classic. Or sex... maybe they're trying to say because like you know the slobbiest of people are the ones who always wear pajamas all the time. That's true. So maybe he's trying to say, are they the challenge people or well, you? not they're mentally ill. They're not challenged. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I I'm yeah. And, I mean, they probably were some uh, some people mentally challenged in there too, because people the, the, back then people just didn't want to fucking raise these kids. They're like, just put them in an institution. It's the same thing they do with old people. That's like, what they I've, did with one of the Kennedys. One of one of uh, John Kennedy's like sister or something was oh, no like shit. mentally. She had like Down syndrome, and they just put her in a fucking home. God damn. Um. So yeah. So we get the sexy nurse. Yeah. Se- literally sexy nurse, and we'll get to that in a second. But she's walking down. This is a haunted fucking mansion. <laughs> yes, it, is. it has the giant spiral spiral staircase, yeah. and she's going down it. Uh, and she finally gets to the bottom floor, and there's just beds randomly placed places and everything. And she's walking down, and just one patient needs to, you know, have like his pills in the morning or something. And she walks over, and it's to Bobby, aka Robert. Right, he's t- he's like laying, he's like catatonic, just laying in his bed, staring, got the poker face back, That's just right. staring at. And she's just going to like it's like a squirt bottle. She just squirts his mouth some medication or something, <laughs> and then he just grabs her and starts strangling her. And then we see because we're uh, on the bottom floor, of that big old spiral staircase. All these patients are coming over and looking down, and there's a plotting. What, They're cheering know, yeah. as he strangles her to death, turns her over, starts unzipping. She is in lingerie. Right, sexy lingerie. She is. She did have the panties over. Oh, she did. The, yeah, <laughs> over the stockings. And that's, I noticed that. It was laser disc I saw it on. And so, yeah, then he just gets, he's going to put her clothes on and escape. All right, this is where I'm like, Brian, end the movie. This, this was, it was stupid. This ending. If it wasn't for the fact we get to see Liz naked in it, I would say it's a waste of my time. Okay. And also, so, yeah, so we, we cut to Peter's house. Peter's still working on his Peter in the room. Liz got to take a shower. She's got to get that stank off. Maybe she just, maybe she took the virginity of Peter. And she's like, I got to get that cock stank off, man. That verge stank. I, I mean, that couldn't have lasted long. You, well, you no, don't yeah, think there would be yeah. a lot of stink. I don't know, up. because he's so non-sexual. Maybe it lasted too long. Maybe she's like, I'm just going to jerk you off and get you off and be done with it, you know? Uh, she probably could have, like, just rubbed a leg on his weed. I don't think so, I don't think he's into it. I think okay. he would go for hours because he's just, it's just analytical to him. He's like, oh, my penis goes into a vagina. Like, <laughs> you know, like, sli- he's taking uh, notes on her back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, wait a minute, is this happening right now? And so she's taking a shower, and it's, and it's just, it's such a movie sexy shower scene. Because first of all, did she have to plug in because the the tub's filling with water as she's taking a shower? And it's like, I like I said, too. it's the sexy movie thing where she's just doing her breasts with like the shower thing, you know? Right. Constant zoom ins of nipples and everything. Yeah. yeah. And then she hears something, and we see. Thankfully, uh, the nurse had some big ass shoe feet because they was wearing the same shoes the fucking escort was wearing yesterday. <laughs> the other one was wearing white fucking giant platform nurse shoes. <laughs> I don't know. Well, apparently, uh, this nurse was size twelve or something because Peggy yeah, Hill. Yeah, because <laughs> exactly because <laughs> Robert can fit into them. 
And he's just standing <laughs> so like right off the doorway. She senses something, and then she looks. She, she stops the shower and she starts looking. She's like, she, "Those size twelve orthopedic nurse <laughs> She's like that. Well, fucking uh, Peter, Peter would not yeah. be wearing those. Peter wore size six. <laughs> And so she's just like, oh, my God, it's it's fucking Robert. She's studying like her uh, bathroom counter and everything. And she's looking for something. It seems to be missing. And then she's like, shit, I got to get to the medicine cabinet. Yeah. And so she sneaks out and she's kind of like looking over. The shoes aren't moving. They don't seem to be cued in on her yet. And she goes in and she grabs. Doesn't she find a razor? Yes. She finds Mike's straight razor because she notices on the wall, there's that strap that you use to do yes, the thing. So she's right. like, he has to have a straight razor. And then, yeah, she opens the medicine cabinet. And we a nice shot. We see like the light, the thing off the the thing inside there. And as if she goes good. to grab for it, we see in frame a hand with a razor that slashes her throat. Oh. And then she wakes up. It was just well, nightmare. there was the surprise because it was like she looks over at the shoes and they're empty. It just shoots. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was just shoes. And then, like, she closes the cabinet, and she sees the reflection. Bobby's behind her, and oh. yeah, it, it was a, it was convoluted as fuck. Cause it was like, wait, where is Bobby in this bathroom? Well, he can't fit in those shoes, right? And so, what makes sense is that it was a nightmare. Yeah, and she's just screaming, and Peter's like, no, and she's screaming. This was really lazy because he did this with Carrie, the movie Carrie too, where there was another like oh. dream sequence where Amy Irving goes to Carrie's house. Carrie's house burnt. Have you seen Carrie? No. Her, her house burns down, so she goes to like put like a flower on Carrie's like you know grave, I guess, and then a hand jumps out and grabs her, and then it turns out it's just a nightmare. Oh. Wait, is that the one where the girl is like telekinetic powers? Is she's kind of like a freak, and she goes to her yeah, prom, the, yeah, and where they the blood, dump blood on her. Yeah. Okay, I did see that. And so, and and also that movie started with a shower scene too, much like this movie. Brian De Palma, he's competing himself, and alone Hitchcock. He, he loves his shower scenes. That's why he even did the pen and teller. Here's how I do shower scenes. Yeah. So there you have it, people. That I hope. You... Oh, Peter comes to help Liz, who's yeah. sleeping in her own bed. She was sleeping in like Mike's bed or something. That was not Peter's room. That room was no. fucking huge. His room was just full of computer shit. Right. So she's like sleeping in his. Well, yeah, she would just sleep in Mike's bed. I mean, yeah. That makes sense. And he was freaking the. She was freaking she had, the. The fuck AM out. radio was playing. Yeah, I heard That's that. what actually made her scream. It wasn't the nightmare. Right. The, all the fucking pork. Hey shit. there! You're watching WKRS. If you've been pork last night, call <laughs> us today. There you have it, people. Sex thriller month has come to an end. I, you know what I heard? Oh. People can't keep Lucky Charm cereal on the, the, the shelves. Because of our sh- episode, your fucking charms. Well, not mine. I didn't come up with. Oh that. yeah, of course you didn't. That's that's gay people stuff. <laughs> well, I guess you can do it if you're straight. I mean, you, you can, know, you can. Everybody, everybody ass, has first a of all, ass eating is in right now. So yeah. there's ever a time for some, luck, some lucky, some fucky charms. Fucky charms right now. Well, so, Murray, to General notice, Mills, whoever makes it, you're welcome. You didn't notice they handed out fucky charms or, or oh, some yeah, lucky charms, and there is a lot of. We're um, watching so many influencers eating ass right now. It's it's, it's pretty pretty hot. <laughs> and so, where are you wearing your hanky? <laughs> you're into watching the fucky charms. <laughs> yes, that's, yes. <laughs> If you put, like I said, if you put the the uh, tartan uh, bandana hanging out your pants, that means you just like to watch. You just like to watch. Yes. 
All right, so Griff, we need a cold shower. We need to comp because our fifth anniversary is coming up in a couple weeks. Holy shit! So I need a buffer. I need something to just cool people down. I really want one where it's not nine pages of notes. It's still. a very it's it's I don't I believe it's about an hour forty five, but it's a very very simple story because it's a kids movie. Griff, we're doing a kids Ooh. movie. Movie that I saw in the theater as a child and I saw a million times on cable as a kid. I swear to God, if you're turned on by this next movie, we're turning you in. We are. Because last week we went Greek. We're going Greek again this week. But Greek mythology, Griff. We're going to do Clash of the Titans next week. Hey, I've actually seen With some fucking amazing, in my opinion, amazing stop motion animation. It was. It's fucking great. We're going to do that. It's one of Dave's favorite movies. I'm glad, I hope you'll listen. I mean, he's not listening to Taliban videos on YouTube. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, no, he, no, Dave is not a member of the Taliban. <laughs> so, see you next week. We're going Greek. Keep it warm. <laughs>